Hello, good morning, or good afternoon, or whenever you're hearing this. It's, uh, well, Tuesday when we record yeah. this. So, hey, it's uh, me, Wes, and it's Sid over there. Hi. And uh, Drake <laughs> is not here at all. So it's just the two of us bringing you the fun and joy that we always bring every time we can. That sounded exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. What uh, Wes said. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. run with that, sir. So uh, let's just jump right into it. We're going to do some entertainment stuff first and, and then just go on to the litany of other things we found interesting enough to share with you and uh, hope you like out there. Weekends and uh, movies. People are going again, it turns out, because there's lots of money being made. Good, yeah. The Across the Spider-Verse movie is number one this past weekend. It beat up the, it says, the title says, Webs Up, Little Mermaid and the Boogeyman at the Weekend <laughs> Box Office. And it's really good. It's also the- Oh, you've seen it. Yeah. So it's good. also the subject of my Geeks Grading Geekdom podcast coming up this Friday. So be ready for that. I'll go in depth as much as I can without getting into spoilers in case you hadn't seen those. But it made- $120 million, which is Golly. more than was expected. So that's great. And it's the sequel. There was the uh, one into the Spider-Verse a couple years ago. And on its first weekend, it only made $85 million. So th it, this is this is ticking up. And, uh, Good see, deal. Yeah, it, it is. The uh, live-action Little Mermaid came in second place. I've got some more, uh, something else on that in a moment. And this is only its second week for it, and it dropped forty million. They say it's going to make the two hundred million within a couple of weeks, but it's maybe slower than Disney would have hoped for all of the hype and news that's been going on with this movie since it was what announced two years ago. Was it that long? Was it that long? Um, is golly, I don't. I know these are great, and I should see. I've never even seen any Little Mermaid movies. Probably if I would have had a little girl, I would have seen them before, but I haven't. I saw the first one. I saw that. Uh, that's the one that really put the Disney Renaissance into you know, major gear. It was it yeah. was huge. I saw it. I think I was twenty one when I when it came out or so, and I saw it then, yeah. and I liked it a lot. I have not watched any of the Disney live action remakes of these older movies. I just don't want to. I think the yeah. the animated ones hold up just fine, uh, at least for me. And and this one especially, I think the way the fish are animated to look like real fish, except they can talk and have people kind of eyes, looks really creepy. Oh, yeah. If they have people eyes and they're fish, I just don't know if that's for me. I, I mean, the animated <laughs> Flounder and Sebastian looked great, but the, the the what I've seen in the trailers of the the you know, CGI ones, they just yeah. look like something out of a nightmare. But <laughs> so I'll pass on that one on that reason. An addition. Uh, there's also the Boogeyman who came in at number three. You said you wanted to see that. That's horror, I right? I want to see that. That yes, and I think is it Stephen King. Uh, I'm not, not sure. sure. Or is it? Uh, oh no! Or is it? What's his name? Oh uh, gosh! Who's the other? Who is the uh, real uh, M Night Shyamalan? I, let me Google that. Because, okay, yeah, it it came in I third. See that. Yeah, it made twelve million its uh, first weekend, and then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy still making money ten million this week. So that's over three hundred twenty-two million after their five weeks, and then Fast X, the tenth Fast and oh Furious movie. People are still going to see it. Uh, Nine million dollars this week, and one hundred twenty-eight million. And after this is its third week now, so people love it. They're just a family and driving real fast. And 
someone pointed out the the first movie came out not 10 years ago but long enough ago that the i think vcrs being stolen out of the back of a truck had a major plot point in that movie oh i've never seen them i've just <laughs> I never haven't either i'm, I'm just not up. i don't know i'm not i'm just not into i i don't know i'm still looking up the boogeyman who oh, ever okay. made that and my 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 phone doesn't want to b-o-o-g-y m-a-n go it's not it's it's typing in boogan b-o-o-g boogan? no that's not boogan? what i want i want to know what a boogan is now i know b-o-o-g-y boogie all right i gotta find out what a boogan is maybe boogan? it's i-e boogan non-alien creatures oh it's okay. e-y i can't <laughs> e-y m-a-n the boogeyman movie who made the boogeyman movie and rob savage scott beck brown no nobody nobody we know oh okay um okay yeah for some reason i thought it would did stephen king create the boogeyman well i mean yes okay well yes okay it is it is it's uh uh so he he wrote a story called the boogeyman that the movie's based on short story i guess that i guess it's um i guess that's what the movie's based on hopefully is the boogeyman 2023 a remake Yes, it's the latest adaptation of his, of Stephen King. Okay. Okay. God, that well, took forever, but I knew it was Stephen King. Dang it, I just had to make sure. Well, it's one of those things when the question gets asked, it just sort of hangs there looming over you until it gets answered, so we might as well just knock that out. All right, I said I had another story on The Little Mermaid. It's probably no big surprise that it was uh, a lot of, it got a lot of hate right away, it, just because Ariel was played by... Um, uh, Halle Bailey and a lot Who's of people uh, she's a young <laughs> actor that I don't even know in fact when I first read the story I thought uh, Halle Berry she's way too uh, yeah. old to be the <laughs> little mermaid too old. And, and then she's I thought, gorgeous <laughs> yes but she's too old to play a 16 year old mermaid I think uh-huh. uh, Halle Bailey on the other hand uh, looks just great the pictures I've seen yeah, it works completely well but a lot of people just thought that was oh she's really young yeah she's a singer okay I just looked her up okay she's 23 so she can pull it off she and she does just from the stills and trailers I saw so like I said hadn't seen the movie don't plan to but People were hating on it from the get-go just because her skin is dark, and I could never get people it. People suck. Well, people, I saw where someone was trying to rationalize while why real mermaids first let that sink in, why real <laughs> right. mermaids would be light skin because they live in the depths, and it, it just doesn't oh make. Oh my but god! But it, it has been review bombed so hard. IMDb has had to change its rating system. They've gotten 32,000 ratings, and yeah. right now it sits on 7 at 10. But out of those, IMDb says, of those 32,000, more than 13,000 of them, that's almost half, gave the uh, movie a one star. Oh, my. And I am, seriously? Yeah, I am not confident, like anyone else is thinking about it, that that's, those are 13,000 or so real people who saw it and said, nope, it just doesn't work, one star. So they've done a, they've kicked in, they've got this uh, uh, way that they weight it, their, their alternate weighting calculation, and they say they've kicked that in to do weighted vote averages to counter this sort of thing. And it's a, it's, it's a thing that they've done before. There was a Bollywood film they talk about that was, it was the other way. It's like all the bots were trying to hype it up, so they kept giving it five stars. But God. So they've got this ready to go. And the same thing happened, though, uh, 
with the Captain Marvel movie from Marvel uh, a couple of years ago. It just got review bombed in in the negative hugely, and before it even came out in, in a lot of cases. But you wonder, Mer- the, you wonder though, like how many are they? How many are there from bots? Like, and how do people even know? Well, that, that's the trouble. That's you know? why they these places yeah. have these ways that they sort of weigh things to Try account it, yeah. for that. They talk about how in a Germany there's a site called Movie Pilot that has the Little Mermaid remake sitting at a 0.7 out of 10. Oh my god! So they've kicked in their weighted thing, I think, to bring it up to 5 out of 10. And then there's a couple more examples of that. And there's talking about how other sites try to exercise this kind of, or excise rather, this rating manipulation by having a pool of verified users to post scores so that they know that these aren't bots throwing out low scores to kill the movie or the other other way if it's one being promoted like that. Yeah. And on Rotten Tomatoes, they've got a 95% audience score from their verified audience. So Little Mermaid clearly not that bad uh, for a 1 or a 7 or a 0.1%. Yeah, that's this that's just so dumb. Yeah, it, it, I wish that they had a way to just weed out every single bot so it would be a real true truer, you know, uh like rating from oh, actual sure. people. Whatever. Yeah, I think well, if we could weed out bots, we'd have a lot fewer problems. <laughs> And a lot of computer things, but I don't see that going away anytime soon. I so, know, right? I mean, that would make <laughs> ticket buying a lot better for everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. Let's see. And other entertainment thing, you have a couple of things about uh, Billy Joel and P-Funk and a band coming back with a new album. Yes, uh, Billy Joel. You know, he's been playing Madison Square Garden every year for the longest time. Actually, That's one of his songs. Actually, oh, Yeah. I don't like that song. But anyway, I like him. Um, Actually, it started in January 2014, if you can believe it. And he has now announced that, dun-dun-dun, after breaking a couple of records, uh, his own records and probably actual records in, like, Guinness if they checked it out, (laughs) he is going to stop. He's going to conclude his Madison Square Garden residency next summer, July 2024, with his 150th. Wow. performance at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> just, Do you believe it? Is he just tired or what? Why does he want to stop he's doing He's kind this? of tired. He loves it, but he's, he says, now I'm 74. You know, obviously next year I'll be 75. Thanks for the math, Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems you never like, know. <laughs> right. He says it seems like a nice number. I mean, you know, he's played as long as the demand has continued. Uh, he, in 2015, broke his own record for the most consecutive performances by any artist. And... Uh, that was his that and then in, that was yeah that was his 65th lifetime show and he broke another record for the most lifetime performances by any artist so he is he's loving it but he's just he's like you know it's it's been great but he's just ready to do other things uh-huh. I guess now he um, I think just recently got a big house in Florida with his wife so oh, good. Okay. he and I think I read that it has no is it Florida I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think so, because something about it has made it easy to just fly in and do shows like up there because he's got a like a freaking helicopter pad or something in his house. (laughs) It's like, oh, tough life. He's helicoptering for a commute from Florida to New York. Okay. Yep. Yep. So so if you but Billy, he's great live. I saw him at the. Oh, uh, yeah. At the 
was it the forum? Yeah, it was the, the forum a few years ago. So yeah, if, if, you if he ever, I guess, feels like he wants to do a show, he just has to tell his people, I'm going to do a show. And sure. it'll sell out, so he can he can play as he wants to if he if he wants to at all. But you know, if he doesn't, then I hope you got a chance to see him because he is he is like you said he's great live and he's mm-hmm. he's done a lot. He's got a great catalog. He's got a great legacy, and he knew when to stop. He didn't yeah, keep going yeah. when he ran out of creative juices. So good for and, him. And I guess he'll still do shows. It doesn't really say, but he's got a couple of banners touting his you know, most consecutive performances and most this and that for the uh, mayor, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He has like banners hanging in Madison Square Garden, you know, touting that. So that's really cool. Okay. That's that's something, you know, like as the, they say. Like that's the, something. Like the jerseys they retire that hang up in a high school yeah. gym. Yeah, or, or a, uh, or a uh, uh, baseball, I mean, uh, well, do ba- I don't know how they do that in baseball, but they do it in basketball. No they do it in basketball. You I, don't watch basketball. I, so I had not. to stretch all the way back to, to high school in the gym <laughs> to get, come up with that example. So uh, yeah, don't ask me about what the pros do. I know, right? And uh, yes, the, uh, the, the other news that I had about the, some musical news, if you're into Parliament Funkadelic at all, George Clinton and, and P-Funk, and who isn't? If you're not, you should I didn't. Be. I know. I didn't even realize that P-Funk in some sort of way has been together since 1956. Did you? I, I didn't. I suppose they've had some membership changes in that time. Yes, they have. And George Clinton hailed the seemingly impossible achievement of P-Funk keyboardist Daniel Bedrosian's new book um, because he's he's very excited about this and he has... But it, it has taken him years to do this, but it's the the authorized P-Funk song reference official canon of Parliament Funkadelic 1956 to 2023. And it's got a list of every project the band, the collective, embarked upon, details of who was involved, pictures that nobody has seen before, or at least we haven't, and just all kinds of just cool info about, you know, the songs that they've done, the albums that they've done. And it says no volume has ever attempted to, you know, just be this detailed uh, from this collective and, and its many dozens of acts, collaborations and offshoot projects from its in, inception in the 50s to to the as the parliaments to present day, say the publishers. So this is a really it's a culmination of 30 years of careful research interviews, access to exclusive archival material, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And George Clinton is blown away because he's like, I, I don't know how he's. <laughs> Who he, would have thought? Yeah, this would have. He, yeah, he's like he's done such a wonderful job of a seemingly impossible task of reconstructing reconstructing this history and finding everybody who's been a part of, involved with, or in any way left their fingerprint on what has become P Funk. He said, "I'm still trying to figure out when he had time to do this. He ain't never missed a show." <laughs> <laughs> well, is he Says called George a research? <laughs> I know. So this is so. If you're into P Funk, this is going to be really cool. Uh, it comes out November fifteenth. You wow. can pre-order it now. It's five hundred and four pages. <laughs> so God. you're going to have to have to get it for the holidays and just spend your whole time off from work reading it. It sounds like, but good. God, I know. So uh, let's see. It's called it. uh, the Authorized P Funk Song Reference Official Canon of Par- Parliament Funkadelic, nineteen fifty six to twenty twenty three. Woo! If nothing uh-huh. else, I guess you could use it as a doorstop too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah that's nice all right so what's this band they're coming back 
Yeah, and I'm not a I'm not a giant fan. I don't I don't dislike them, but uh, and I, and I was thinking you saw this story too, but Matchbox Twenty yeah is coming back after eleven years. Matchbox Twenty is back with a new album, Where the Light Goes. Cool. And Rob Thomas says it kind of reflects their collective interest to emphasize joy over rage. And I'm trying to think, Matt, so some of these bands, and I'm not dissing Matchbox 20. They, sure. They're good. They're good. I like some of their songs. Yeah. I don't, I've never bought any of their stuff. The, the newest song that's, I think, already out, Wild Dogs Running in a Slow Dream, is their newest from this. But um, Hang On to Every Word and Queen of New York City, or it says, are thoughtful musings on marriage and fatherhood. Um, they, you know, they're, they're, they've been around a long time. They've oh, won yeah. awards and things like that. I mean, I've just... Bands like Matchbox 20 and God, what are these other? I was trying to think. I was talking to somebody today about these, like these 90s bands. Like um, uh, them, Third Eye Blind, Goo Goo Dolls, Hootie, yes. Five for Fighting, Better and Ezra. Yeah. Yes. G- 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 uh, what's the other G band besides the Goo Goo Dolls? They're Gin Blossoms. All those bands to me, sorry. They just seem like they're in one group and they say, and they sound the same. I'll, I'll cop it. They do have a, a similar sort of sound, but that's that was that was a hot sound. I mean, three AM and was. Push and Unwell were uh, were were big hits. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like Unwell, and I like Unwell. I just I just sort of I've always lumped them together. I've just been in, always into heavier music. So, uh, but Matchbox Twenty is back. If you're a big fan of of theirs, get and ready. I'm this is a long yeah. Get ready. This is a long story. But it, but the uh, the album is called what did I say it was called. Uh, where, oh, it's it's already out. Where the light goes. No, hold on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Where, so, yeah. Where the light goes. <laughs> okay. New Matchbox 20. Out now. All right. 11 years of, since they've done anything. Speaking of heavier, you're a big Tool fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sammy Hagar is also, it turns out, a big Tool fan, which I would have really? never expected. Yeah, he was being interviewed, and for some reason they asked him about the top 10 albums that changed his life. Okay. And included in those is the Tool 96 album. Is it uh, pronounced Anima or Anima? Anima. Anima. Okay. That's <laughs> that's not the number one. It's high. It's like number three or so. But he said he's also friends with Maynard. Can you see Maynard oh. and Sammy just hanging out and, and jamming in some kind yeah, of way? And drinking some tequila. <laughs> but uh, Sammy said that uh, the album is just, it's musically great, and it's so different from any record that he could ever make that, that it inspires him and drives him to try, I guess, new things. It's just raw and dark and innovative. So cool. I, I would have never put those two in the same category like Matchbox 20 and the Gin Blossoms. But uh, there they go. Not they're 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 buddies. And maybe they inspire each other. I don't know. Uh, just because I was interested, the other albums on Sammy's top 10 albums that changed his life include yeah. Jeff Beck's Truth, which is a really good album. The oh, first yeah. Proco Harem album. Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust, Otis Redding, the immortal Otis Redding. I can see that being oh, one of yeah. Sammy's favorites. Just I could hear him sing some of those songs. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace, Cream's Israeli Gears, Dark Side of the Moon, the uh, Rolling Stones' second album, 12 by 5, and James Brown, Live at the Apollo, which oh, cool. I, can, I can see that too. So, excellent. That's really interesting. Yeah. He's all, Sammy Hagar is all over either Twitter or Instagram, always with videos. I mean, he, I mean personal stuff, like... I don't know, a few months ago, he was showing off some new tattoo that he got for his wife, and it's like kind of, it's on like his hip or something, and 
I mean, he'll just do his own, he'll just be holding the phone and doing his own videos from, you know, his house wherever in, I don't know if he was in Cabo or it's in Florida. I don't, I don't know where he hangs out and usually lives, but I mean, and then it was his son's birthday and, and he was outside and I guess the son had just flown in from somewhere or he yeah. flew him in or something. And he's like, have a, you know, have a sip of, he wanted to cheat you know do a do a toast with some some of his tequila with the sun and he's like no not right now daddy just didn't want i mean it's it's he's so personable on social media sammy hagar is it's really cool i mean you see him in a totally different way it's it's really it's really really cool yeah so and and he says he that he makes more money from his alcohol sales than he does from touring which <laughs> you know these days wow i can completely see it so yes yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he still does his birthday shows at his Cabo um, bar because what, my husband's best friend went and saw it, I don't know, five five years ago or so. Nice. And it was awesome. Because, cool. I mean, at, I, when, well, he, when he was done, he's walking around the bar talking to people. Oh, sure. I mean, a, a crowd, a crowd that size for a Sammy show, mm-hmm. I bet that would be just fantastic. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there we go. That's a bunch of entertainment stuff, and uh, we have we have killed a lot of time. So we need to move along, and I'll save some other stuff that I have that doesn't date out for a little bit later. And okay, cool. You have a rundown about funny and honest tweets about work trips when you're married. Yes. <laughs> All right. So give us some of yes. these. These are good and probably very relatable. The salty mama says, "My husband leaving on a work work trip." says just feed the fish one pinch of food three times a day me a person who keeps four kids alive all day every day well that's just too much work honey (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is from a guy my wife's traveling for work please send some random chores or shout something sarcastic so i don't miss her thank you (laughs) (laughs) nice whoa okay i know uh, from Elizabeth says, my husband's coming home from a work trip, so I'm putting dishes in the sink to make it look like I didn't eat toast on a paper towel for five days. <laughs> Sorry, I was joking at the you same moment there. I thought that one was funny and very true because, you know, I mean, I mean, mine doesn't travel, but like, well, he if hunts. it's, he hunt, he duck hunts. So he's gone for weekends, you know, for three months in the, in the winter. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'll sit there and if my kid's not here, I'll, yeah, I'm not. I'll eat toast on a napkin for five days. I'm not cooking. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I'm Um, (laughs) getting some gin and you're set. That's right. Uh, This is from somebody who calls himself the dad on Twitter. Me calling my wife one day into her two-week business trip. Do I like soup? (laughs) 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 Pretty good. Uh, Let's see. This is from somebody named Nicole. Me on a work trip. Everything okay at home? Husband. Yeah, we're fine. You know how they are. Husband on a work trip. So how's it going for you all? Me. Oh my God, I'm losing my tenuous grip on sanity. When are you coming home? In all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. So true. Are you okay there? I'm, I'm just, I swallowed my <laughs> coffee wrong on that third oh, one no. right there. And it's still just that. sticking. I'll be fine. You know, if, if you don't hear from me, just keep talking and you know, we'll... <laughs> don't I fall don't out, Wesley. Yes. Uh, this is from somebody who calls herself mom, 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 mom on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a business trip and I get this text from my husband saying, I think the kids have hidden a hot dog in the house, but I can't find it. <laughs> oh, well, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, I cannot relate to that, but I can't believe I can't relate to that, having a boy. Uh, This is from a guy named Matt. My wife's been traveling for work for the last three days. I now have less than eight hours to make the house look like I had everything under control. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, that's it's so easy to do that, though. Oh, my God. I it's know. like you don't I don't know. You've got a, people coming over or a party happening. Mm-hmm. You, you do that deep clean that you've been putting off for weeks just because I now you I, that, I mean, how to motivate yourself to clean. Invite someone critical to dinner. I know. Or just anyone. Of course, you know, if you have a 15 year old, it's like nobody's looking at it. Nobody cares. I'm like, I care. I care that your underwear is on your bathroom floor, child, so pick it up. I care that you can't put your dirty clothes in the dirty clothes basket. They're just, you know, in your room randomly on the floor somewhere. Okay. Um, this is, Feel better sorry. now. Get that out. Get that out. Yeah. This is from Mum of Two. Uh, funny tweets about uh, work trips when you're married. Dad trigger warning. My husband is traveling for work this week, so naturally all the lights are on and the thermostat is now set to 73. Well, sure. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Everything changes when the when the spouse leaves. Uh, from Tiffany, I love when 6 p.m. on a Friday night hits, and I think, okay, that's enough parenting for me today. Where's backup? And then I remember my husband's still away for work until Monday. Oops. <laughs> Going to have to parent all weekend through. Wow. Dang it. I know. Uh, let's see. This is from at Goldfish and Nuggets. My husband bought the kids an elaborate Play-Doh set. And then left for a business trip for five days. And I think the only appropriate way to revenge parent here is to let the kids have a water balloon fight on the lawn before he comes back to mow it. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, good. Wow. Competitive much. That's good. That's uh, good. All right. All right last a one more. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, this is from James. Wife, leaving for a business trip. Do you know what to do if you have trouble with the kids? Me. Don't call you. Wife. Right. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my. Okay. That's the best one. That's uh, the best one. It sounds like it has. We'll go out on that you've one. You've got to have, you've, well, you've got to be able to laugh at these things. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. way you're going to survive a lot of marriages is just That's right. Of course, if you're going on a business trip and you want to take a 700 horsepower F-150 to go do it in, oh, Ford gosh. will sew you a kit to make one. Really? $12,000 will get you the kit. I, I picture this coming like a, an Ikea set at your driveway. I, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go into the details about how you actually get it, but it is a package that you can get. It's talking about a regular cab pickup with a V8. Ford makes them, you, but you can also get a kit if you have $12,000. They'll sell you the a performance pack uh, for the truck, and you get 700 horsepower. It's all covered by warranty, and you can get... There's two different editions of it. There's that one that I just mentioned, and for an extra $350, if you can afford that on top of the $12,000 you have already spent, you get uh, details, bed striping, wheels, and black or bronze, a black painted grill and badges and other stuff to go with all of this. It's just, I I know kit cars are a thing way back in the yeah. 80s when I worked oh, at, yeah. a, at a, a newsstand selling magazines. These were like monthly things that came in real paper kids with pictures and glossy photos and uh, write-ups of articles and things that you could hang on to and turn the pages of. Uh, they had they were specialized kit car magazines for people that would you know, hobbied building kit cars for. I what, remember for hearing reason. about yeah yeah. So now That's... they've they've got it for a truck and you can it says the bulk pi- price of the package. If you don't want all the visual stuff, you can buy the supercharger alone for ninety five hundred dollars. So I have but I can't imagine 
I, I think I would like to know someone who would be able to build a Ford F-150 out of a kit that came to their house. I now, mean, people are into that. People yeah. who fix cars and who know all about all that and to, can freaking take an engine out and take it apart and put it back together and put it back in. I would have a anxiety, a panic attack. <laughs> like, even if I wanted to do that, I'd be like, Oh hell no! I'm hiring somebody. <laughs> I, I, even if I, I mean, even if I was, I just don't know. But, but I mean, thank God people, you know, good mechanics are out there. Yeah, I was we thinking, sure yeah, need them. Alan could probably put this together. <laughs> he could probably to do. do. We should just. Oh yeah. get, We should get one for Drake and just have it dropped off just to see what he does. <laughs> I know he does drive an F one fifty or F two fifty or but something. But he al- he also doesn't even put furniture together. So I don't know. But it's yeah, hilarious. This is, I could not do this at all. So but I, me neither. But, I was hey, surprised. Yeah. If, if you want a 700 horsepower F-150 for an inexpensive price and don't mind putting the work in, Ford has you covered. And if this interests you, I want to hear about it, uh, text us. The text line is open, working all the time, 878-9420. Lawyer Bill is coming up on Thursday. And yeah. so if you've got questions for him, throw those in on the text line as well. Yeah, because we hold on to them. We, you could text today for Bill. So that's that's all good. I'm always manning the text line. And I've got the best U.S. cities in which to raise kids, which, of course, includes the worst, the lowest, the lowest ranked. Um, If you want to raise a family and preferably not in a city with nuclear waste, a nuclear waste site, this says that would be a wallet hub. (laughs) They would probably have three arms. Um, Wallet hub. Be handy, though, depending on where that third one is. I mean, I would work for that Martian in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Right. Right. Wallet Hub took data from 182 cities and crunched it, crunched the numbers as mm-hmm. far as family fun, health and safety, education and child care, affordability and socioeconomics. And of course, probably the most expensive place to live anyway, which how is I mean, maybe not. Well, because it says affordability, right. but places in freaking California totally took over. Really? Uh, the, yes, the highest ranked cities to raise kids. San Francisco, Gilbert, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, San Jose, California, San Diego, South Burlington, Vermont, which I hear is gorgeous, uh, or Vermont, any, everywhere in Vermont I hear is gorgeous. Plano, Texas, don't know what's there. Irvine, California, Overland Park, Kansas. I don't know where that is in Kansas, but there's no place like home. Someplace flat. Yeah, someplace flat. It's one of those flyovers. To, and Fremont, California, the highest ranked cities to raise kids. The lowest. Okay. Where are we? Sadly. <laughs> and so they did. So they did. So they looked at 182 cities, right? Right. Guess where Memphis is? 180. 180. 180. Close. 181, Wesley. Oh, so. 181. Not quite completely scraping the bottom. The very worst place to raise kids, according to this, according to Wallet Hub, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland? The place that I, I know. The First of all, you know Ohio is going to be on some weird list because they're like the center of the universe. I mean, every day something <laughs> will, something comes into your brain about Ohio. Think about it. Like, think about it. Or you'll see it in a news story, or you'll think of something Ohio, or it's so weird. Maybe I, it's just me. I, I, I have not <laughs> noticed Ohio being any particular center for a weirdness magnet. You will now. now you yeah, will now. now you've spoiled me for this. But, uh, so you will now. I don't know what Cleveland. Cle- but so Memphis is 181. 
the lowest ranked cities in which to raise kids. So. Uh, but at least we're not Detroit. They're at 180. And I sing that because it's part of a YouTube thing, which I now have to find and list about Detroit's. Oh, oh. Detroit's uh, no, no. It's about it's about Cleveland's or somewhere in Ohio's. Um, oh, it's a funny meme about their tourism or something. And the last thing is, but at least we're not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So Cleveland so, is is lower than us. Yes, Cleveland and, is lower than us. Then so, it's us. Then it's Detroit. Wow. So, so moving up the scale a bit is a place that where we we've been a couple times because my husband has family there, and I think it's really pretty. Shout out to Richard and Steph. Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Don't know why that's not a good place to raise kids, but it's on the list. Newark, New Jersey, San Bernardino, California. Take that, California. You say, at least you have one place that's bad to raise kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shreve, Shreveport, Louisiana, Baltimore, Maryland. Such hate, such hate. I know, I know. Hi, Hialeah, Florida. I don't know where that is in Florida, and Wilmington, Delaware. Delaware hmm. is the state that I know the least about. I knew. For some reason, I've worked with two people. No, went to school with one in high school and then worked with somebody, two people in my whole life that are from Delaware. They've never told me anything about Delaware, how great it is, what they did there, nothing, what it looks like, nothing. Uh, it's nothing. All a, it's all a secret. So it's, <laughs> it, it has to stay that way. There's a, there's a whole though. thing about it. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though? That, that like, is weird. You, I, I, I just know. don't, I don't know. But, but anyway, the best so, and worst cities in which to raise kids in the United States. I mean, it's, yeah. If you I go to the Wikipedia page, it just disappears, so. <laughs> right, magically. It's like disappearing ink. Delaware. But anyway, I don't I don't think Memphis should be that low on the list. Well, Memphis of is, not. We'd, is a great place to, I'm from here and we've raised our, we're raising our kid here and it's great. But anyway. Well, you know, if, if you don't like any of that, try moving to the desert for a utopia. Oh, okay. I, I read this one uh, first. And it was it was weird enough. There's this uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia a couple years ago, like six years ago, announced this plan to build a place called Neom, N-E-O-M. It is supposed to be a one trillion dollar desert utopia, but they've got the money. And he wants to do this in a way to reduce the nation's reliance reliance on oil, I guess, as an export and diversify its economy. The uh, skeptics are all over this thing, but uh, but it basically is is a almost a ten, a little over a ten square mile area of desert in northwest Saudi Arabia. It's supposed to, hmm. in theory, operate outside Saudi Arabia's national government, which has gotten all kinds of criticisms for being, uh, well, the way it is. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and it'll have its own, this place will have its own taxes, its own labor laws, its own judicial system. So it'll sort of like be a separate nation inside Saudi Arabia, sounds like the theory. It has... Ten regions coming up. Only four have been talked about. The first one is this place called Sindalaha. Uh, that's okay. an island that's going to be dotted, it says, with hotels and yacht marinas. And it's scheduled to open up next year. Tourists can drive the, to, uh, to dive the reefs and the wreckages of the Red Sea. So, okay, that sounds like a tourist area. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. There is the Octagon, which, again, is a floating thing. It's a floating industrial complex shaped like an ox- ox- octagon mm-hmm. uh, for manufacturing research. There's this place called Troyena, which is going to be an outdoor skiing location that's going to be hosting the 2029 Asian Winter Games because when you think Saudi Arabia, obviously skiing and winter sports <laughs> is the first thing snow. that comes to mind. Exactly. What, how the heck are that? Uh, what? How did Arti- you pull that off? Artificial snow, high elevation. 
elevation, I'm not really sure. It's going to have to be artificial snow. Yeah. The uh, the right? fourth thing that they have said anything about is this place called The Line, which is really interesting. A continuous 130-mile-long building that will house 9 million people in a car-free smart city. All right, first uh-uh. question. The whole place is 102 two kilometers square miles something like that or is it uh, 10.2 that's 10.2 thousand square miles. okay that ex- it's a lot huger than i <laughs> i thought in the first place i didn't see the thousand well you mark. said Excuse when me. you said a word mile i was like what yeah yeah so <laughs> so it's going to be a lot bigger than that so i, I guess it could house a 130 mile long building a one but that's like no how many malls is that crammed together in a place that is it all going to be inside is it all going to be covered or is it is is the whole thing one single building wait read the read the dimensions again it's a a 130 mile long building that will house nine million people you did read that in a car-free smart city so if they're that's like from that's crazy i know it in part it Part of it reminds me of the of Asimov's uh, Asimov's rather foundation, his first book, uh, first foundation book, where yeah. the central planet of the ga- uh, galaxy is all one big city, sort of like the one in Star Wars, except it's all enclosed. And there's a scene in there where someone makes a fuss about going outside, and like this hotel clerk, he's talking to, ah, oh, you're here to go outside. Well, I, I went outside once. Don't see what the big deal was. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Sounds like something like that. There's a lot of controversy about it, like the eco- environmental impact of a ski resort in the middle of a desert, like you were saying. There's and no, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I just, and, and there's forced eviction of members of some locals that live there that has gotten some bad news. So no one's really sure how well this is going to pull, uh, you know, get pulled off. But the, uh, the prince seems determined to go along through with it. And as I read that, at the end of that story, it said, well, maybe this other guy's Desert Utopia will actually pan out. And I go, someone else is trying this? <laughs> it's a trend. Yeah, an ex, oh, my God. ex-Walmart executive, a guy that by the name of Mark Lore, said that he was going to build this place called Telosa. It's supposed okay. to be a sustainable, pedestrian-friendly, again, car-free, $400 billion city. So it's a budget compared to the uh, one in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And it's going to be built somewhere in the western U.S., perhaps in Arizona, where it's apparently really a great place to raise a child, according to that list you just had. Yeah. <laughs> but what he's going to do, his his plan says, is he's going to buy a big chunk of empty desert land and then donate that to a community endowment. The town, Telosa, keeps the land. Residents pay ground leases to rent it. So right here... At, unless you just want to rent for the rest of your life, you're not going to yeah. be able to own the, the land that you're living on. And But that income plus uh, appreciation and will be funding the city and services uh, that they offer, the education, the health care, and so forth. And they're going to have, they say, self-driving electric cars and aircraft, renewable energy, aeroponic, uh, aeroponic uh, farms, a big central tower for some reason. And, but this whole thing about you, the only taxes you would pay is the rent. 
everything oh. else, it, it's called a single tax move, uh, deal that uh, says movement here that was based on this theory from an econom uh, economist. Good, good pronunciation <laughs> there. Good yeah, thing yeah. I don't talk for a living. Uh, <laughs> economist Henry George wrote this and something about this in the 1800s, but it, this is what it's based on. So just the tax to rent the land, but aren't taxed for anything else, uh, land, labor, or income, uh, whatever else. So... And this is supposed to be... That's so weird. Yeah, opening its red doors in 2030, so wow. I'm not so... Again, I'm skeptical. Skeptical me is skeptical of this. Well, yeah. And, and well, so that so the last guy, the last one, he'd had... If you're always renting and he's covering utilities and water and everything else, your, your rent is going to be probably way high. And the 130-mile hotel in... Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's like from here to Greer's Ferry Lake in Arkansas. Wow. Well, maybe so. not that far. But like, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. That's insane. That's that you might as well have a, I mean, it's going to it's going to be a I, bunch I'm, of hotels like side by side. By, I mean, or, or they're or they're one you big building. can't have one long building that's that's well, I guess that's you like could. What, what one mile long building is insane. But yeah, 130 but, uh, miles. What is it? That's you know like a one big building stretching from Memphis most of the way to Nashville up I-40. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> that's about an hour and a half drive. You're going 60, 130 miles. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I cannot I, fathom that. I would not want to live in either one of those places, I don't no. think. I, I, no. I'm, not a, I'm not the most outdoorsy a person. I know that's a shock to everyone listening right now. <laughs> no, but even me want like getting outside every now and then, you know, once or twice a day, perhaps, or something like that. So Not necessarily <laughs> in Saudi Arabia or in any desert. Yeah, really. also you're living in the desert. And I'm not really going to knock living in the desert. Some people live in the desert and love it. It's perfect sure. for them. And you do you. That's just great. Uh, not for me. And, not uh, desert, not Alaska. So, sorry, sorry, Alaska. So, who <laughs> wants to live there? Text us eight seven eight nine four two zero and anything else you want to throw in as well. Yeah, and get get them in for for lawyer bill too, because we, like I said, we hold on to them. And oh, let me let me uh, tell you this: what Polly said. He loves CBS Sunday Morning. Speaking of the text line, yeah. And I for, I forget. We used to watch it all the time, and I just I think I still record them, and I forget. But he said. Something for everyone. Uh, this past Sunday, he said, for me, an incredible female architect who has designed tons of structures ac across the world and had a hand in the Memphis waterfront, including Tom Lee Park. For Drake, a complete episode on FedEx with Fred Smith, because, you know, we always hear the flybys. I'll have sure, to tell him yeah. that. And for you, Wesley, he says, an interview with Mark Hamill talking about Star Wars past, present, and possible future. Oh, Okay. So that sounds like a really good yeah, CBS Sunday morning. They uh, they are available through streaming, too, so you don't even have to record. You can just go hunt them down on your services. This is true. I know. I, 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 I'm so in the habit of still recording things that I just do it, I suppose. You're doing it digitally now, though. You're not sticking in a <laughs> videotape with the timer. and. No, but I could. Okay. okay. Well, me, yeah. Um, no. We, <laughs> we still have... I, we still have probably a D I'm sure we still have a DVD player somewhere and we probably have a stupid VCR somewhere that we need to, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Uh, you can't I, sell that. No, I've got a combo. I've got a DVD VCR. Oh yeah. We might both, somewhere. I don't remember the, well, I think the last time I saw, I watched a videotape was probably three years ago when I showed my kid the breakfast club. Uh, awesome. but we watched DV, we watched a DV, we watched a doctor who DVD, uh, last week. So, 
Wow. So it's still getting used. So there. It's still getting used. Yeah. Exactly. 878. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, Wesley. 87. I'll give you my VCR. Um, okay. <laughs> we still, but I swear though, we still have movies on tape. Oh yeah. Why are too. we keeping them? Why are we keeping them? So the, the internet you know? goes down, you still have a load of entertainment. I mean, I have to break out the VCR and dust it off. And hook well, it up. I mean, what else are you going to do? You can't watch YouTube. I know. I know. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm going to have to find the DVD player too. It's, it's, it's some degree of avarice on my part too. I think I just, I, I like having the media that I own sitting there. Yeah, I know. I know. I, me too. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't want to throw this, this like kiss concert away that I probably taped off MTV or some, I don't know. <laughs> like I probably, I probably still have like concerts that I taped or bought, you know, like Led Zeppelin and kiss. And mm-hmm. when I, we used to sit there and record videos from, from on, off MTV, I probably oh, sure. still have those. Back, back when they were music <laughs> television. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. 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 Uh, so okay. Anyway. So what have we got set up next? Do you have, uh, since it's vacation-y time, you have mm-hmm. a list of some budget places and attractions that include at least one place that is a horrible place to raise a child. I know. Isn't that funny? Hardy har har. So yeah, you can go to USA Today. They always have these like reader's choice things and they have this, this group, the USA Today 10 Best you know, uh, like editors and groups and Reader's Choice Awards, whatever. So it's it's 10 best readers cite the most enticing places to visit. The best budget-friendly hotel brand, I've never stayed here, but apparently it is Red Roof Inn. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's a proud, it says it's proud to be a leader in the world of economy hotels and motels. Spacious standard rooms, they're, they've got Serta mattresses, would like flooring and sleek furnishings, upgraded linens and towels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there you go. Okay. The the best buffet restaurant. How do you? I don't know how many they looked at because I'm, I guess buffets are everywhere. But well, I don't know how many people are keeping buffets open anymore ever since I know. Uh, you know, COVID hit and everything slashed. That's down. true. Um, That's true. I don't know how many are still working, but I guess well, some hotels I guess, still have them. Yeah, I guess Der Dutchman in Sarasota, Florida, is. It's situated in Pinecraft, an Amish neighborhood in Sarasota. So if you ever go there, check them out. I'll put that it's, on my bucket it, I know, list. I know. I know. I got to go to Sarasota for the best hotel buffet in the universe. Got to do it. Got to do it. Um, the best free attraction, can you guess? Uh, some riverfront somewhere. No, but that's not a bad guess. The Alamo in San oh, Antonio. Okay. And you can probably go see where Ozzy peed on it no isn't that what he did i don't remember at the i'm sure there's i'm sure there's one of those on bronze plaques <laughs> yeah I know. so that's the best free according to this the best international destination on a budget would be and it's i've seen i yeah. guess on the discovery channel or the travel channel or somewhere their buildings are really colorful and pretty i'm talking about poland oh okay best yeah. international destination on a budget poland Okay, I guess there's the uh, there are museums and the crooked forest is a marvel of nature, and the I'm going to say this wrong, some kind of salt mine. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to uh, <laughs> pretend to know how to pronounce that. But Go visit our salt in mine and our crooked forest and see where Copernicus figured out that the sun is the uh, actual <laughs> center of our solar system. 
<laughs> I guess so. The b- most walkable city in the U.S. Would you care to take a gander? Uh, New York is walkable. Y- New York is walkable, but, but that is the wrong. Budget. That is the wrong answer, Wesley. Okay. It's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. You can probably get a Philly cheesesteak on every corner. It says uh, visit uh, Rittenhouse Square, Washington Square West, Fittler Square, and Center City East. I've never been to Philly, but oh. it's the according guess- to this. It's the most. It's one of the places to visit on a budget, according to USA Today, and the best U.S. destination on a budget overall. I guess this means because these these other places kind of tout certain. Well, it's the same thing anyway. Is Memphis, Tennessee? Really? Just yes. don't try to raise your family here, but come visit. I know, <laughs> right? Jeez. According to USA Today, the best best budget friendly and uh, places to visit Memphis, Tennessee. Of course, you know. Um, Graceland and the Rock and Soul Museum, Sun Studio Stacks. I mean, Beale yeah. Street, the river, everything. Uh, so I was excited to see Memphis on this list in USA Today. Well, that's, yeah, that's, we're here for a good, you know, there's a lot to do here, especially yeah. with everything that Memphis has done in the way of popular music that shaped most, most, I guess, of the 20th century. So, yeah, it's all yes. here. It's all here. And, you know, on that note, very quickly, uh, my friend Shockley sent sent us a text uh, the other day about, sadly, Hard Rock Cafe is closing at the end of next month. You know, they moved years ago down to where Elvis Presley's Memphis used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Remember? Yeah. And the old one was so cool. And the newer one is just so different. I don't know. It just seemed, you know, I don't know. Just just, when it moved. The one here, though, not the Hard Rock Cafe corporation they're not all no, no, no just, just the, the one, one here however mm-hmm. new story new story that he found and sent us is hard rock hotels is looking at beale street uh specifically where the jerry lee lewis honky tonk is oh yeah which used to be pat mm-hmm. o'brien's right I think that building so. yeah i'm pretty sure on beale so i don't know hard rock cafe going away in memphis they're also closing like a, the denver location there so it's not just us uh, don't know oh, don't know good. why don't know why but but the Hard Rock Hotels looking at Memphis to maybe expand open, there. Will they have a cafe here. is the big question. That's, I would hope so, but <laughs> I, it's just weird. Like, why are you close? I don't know. So uh, who knows? It's That's probably in the commercial two appeal. different divisions of, of their po- yeah, um, business. Yeah, sure. But I wanted to point that out because yeah. it's local. You also, speaking of the hotels, you have some hotel tips to get a fancier stay someplace. What is this all yeah, about? Yeah, and this is, this is, really, this is really kind of... Uh, kind of kind of a given but something some that I, that I don't think about I don't stay at luxury hotels really well I don't know what is luxury I don't I don't know if does that mean just like the Peabody or you <laughs> it, know it, the yeah, top it, top top notch it really depends if you're if you're staying at a hotel in order to go out and do something in the location that you're in where you're the town mm-hmm. you're in or you're there for a convention you're going to spend most of your time in the convention what do you need you need a place to shower hold your stuff and a bed True, true, and a, and a not and a not clean, yes. a clean room, right? A clean room, um, but if you are doing luxury, these are just a few tips. Let them know if you're celebrating something, if it's a birthday or if it's an anniversary, because they might upgrade your room and they might just give you a free bottle of champagne or something like that. Oh well, that's cool. So let them know when you book if you're celebrating something, because they might surprise you. That's that's I've never really thought about that. I guess. Well. 
Well, some uh, hotels, have, when you book online, you they have a space about any special request or comments or anything. And oh, okay. Well, that's there was a meme floating around where a, a guy had always routinely in that uh, space asked for someone to give him a framed picture of Michael Keaton in some movie. And he was, he finally got, <laughs> finally, after years, he was, no one did it until you know, eight years or so on into it. He says, after eight years of asking, I finally got my picture and he posted that as a meme. Okay. Now, That's it's strange. Just, but, but some hotels will do things like that just, yeah. I guess, to make the experience better, get better tips, and so and you come back. So you come back, sure. Uh, certain ones, you know, usually you have to check in after three and check out by 11. Right. But luxury hotels, you don't have to. So check in early and check out late because they will let you do that. Check out as late as possible so you can just take advantage of all their facilities and stuff they offer. Oh, sure. Luxury hotels, take advantage of free food offerings if they do like cocktail hours or, uh, you know, free breakfast or whatever. Definitely take advantage of that. They might have a buffet, but they are no hotel in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. (laughs) They might have food events or something. I don't know. They might have like frozen treats by the pool offered pie by the fights. pool. Yeah. What? Pie fights. Pie fights. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of them. You would so do that, Wesley. <laughs> um, this is uh, make use of the concierge service because they might be able to book things. Oh yeah. Because they might have connections and be able to book things that you can't just yourself. Which we did that on our honeymoon. We went to Cancun, and you know you plan like different days doing different things and you, you let them book it and you just show up at the time and they're like we're here let's go on this you know pirate dinner cruise which was <laughs> awesome by the way pirate awesome. dinner see pirate dinner cruise see you you have pirateness in you you're on a freaking pirate ship i'm not even lying All right and i probably have a picture of it i do and i'll send it to you i might post I, it i think that'd now be that great now see the, the the most piratey thing you could do in a circumstance like that is skip out without pain or take the silverware, that, one or the other. That's very, very true. Or just win a drinking contest. Actually, it's not a drinking contest, but you have grog, to like grog, drink a beer grog, and then grog, you grog, go. Grog, there's grog, like 10 grog. people and you go around and around and around a stool on. Like you have to put your hand on the bar stool. You put your head on the, your hand. Okay. Your fist, and you have to walk around it with your hand and your head, you know, in the same place on the stool. And then you have to run down like to, you know six feet or ten feet and you have to run back and you can't fall although you're dizzy <laughs> who wins that my husband Woo! oh and he had a cutlass <laughs> in his teeth the whole time it was just remarkable <laughs> oh man but no seriously wesley you would have this pirate dinner cruise in cancun you're in a pi- ship that looks like a pirate ship because they fix it up to look like a, i'm not kidding uh, yeah i'm sure yeah. and you pull up next to another pirate ship which is another dinner cruise and the people who are like the actors on the ship have sword fights and go back and forth between ships. It's awesome. Well, no, see, so if that you ever would go to great. Cancun, if, if, if you we, go to Cancun, do, do it. You have if to. If we do could it. actually raid the other ship and one side <laughs> it takes all the best belongings of the guest on the other ship that loses. They. It was. I know. It was, I don't know if they did that, but it was very, very entertaining. It was very bet, worth yeah. it and entertaining. Uh, back to the list of the most luxury, the things you should get out of your luxury hotel stay. Try all the bath products, um, you know, the mini shampoo and the, all the, the lotions and all that stuff. They're just going to the fancy bar of soap. Just sure. Take it home. They're just going to throw them away when you leave for the next people. So take them home. Uh, familiarize yourself with the niche complimentary services from luxury hotels like 
uh, I guess, like the top-of-the-line complimentary house car that I guess could take you somewhere. Or (laughs) there's, you know, certain places at certain pools, I guess, offer complimentary sunglasses cleaning. Never heard of that, (laughs) but I guess they do. I know. (laughs) Okay. I know. Well, you know, if it's at the, if you're at the beach, okay, you've probably never been in the beach, Wesley, because you don't like to go outside, but no, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you know how the, the, you know how the salt, the salt air get, messes up your sunglasses and every hour you have to wipe them off and you just can't get it off because your towel is covered with the salt air too. That's probably what the, yeah, the complimentary sunglasses. Okay, next. Don't forget about your credit card perks. I guess some credit card companies offer... Uh, like it says, American Express, you can book a room through the company's fine hotels plus resorts program. So they have programs, VIP check-in and stuff like that. If you're a card member of certain credit cards. Um, and utilize the amenities. So the pools, the golf courses, the spas, the, you know, the slippers and the robes, the yeah. fitness centers. Sure. And I, you know, I suppose it, since they have sunglass cleaners, if you're on a golf course, <laughs> they probably have ball cleaners ready there too. <laughs> But I'm bumch. Yes. And a couple, a few others. Remember that pets might get perks too. So if you want to take your pet to the, I don't know, Four Seasons in Baltimore, it says there's a dog-friendly park and trails and outdoor dining patios for with your pets. Don't be afraid to make requests during your hotel stay. I guess uh, like um, a turndown service or a massage or whatever. Wake up call um, by a clown. That would work. Yeah, yeah, wake up. Yeah, yeah, you know. Or a pirate. Chocolates, chocolates on your pillow. Um, luxury hotel stay tips. Book directly and keep checking the prices. Okay. Yes. And be nice. Oh, sure. I was going to. Of I, course. The, that will get you so much so far by just yes. not being a dick. Yes, yes. As with all travel situations, yeah. this person says a little kindness and friendliness goes a long way. Can lead to unexpected perks and surprises. At one point, this friend mentioned that it was almost their friend's birthday, and the staff took note and surprised him with a birthday cake and candles. At some point, so just tips if you're going having having a luxury yeah. hotel. If this you're able summer. to get into a luxury vacation uh, on land, someplace in a hotel, the take. Take this with you. So, yeah. so you have, yeah. have this already and at hand. And don't go on a cruise because I've got this story oh. where people are flocking back to cruises and it's causing oh, no. a problem. It turns oh, out no. everyone, oh, no. you know, after after the whole you know, COVID and shutdowns, people are people are going places and spending money. And the cruise lines, it turns out, are overcrowded. And they undersell how much they're overselling it. Many ships, according to the story from Quartz, are repeating, are reporting rather, 100% plus occupancy levels this summer. Oh gosh! Yep, and uh, one hundred over 100% occupancy comes because they're they work off the idea that there's going to be two people per cabin, but they can have four people in a cabin, and those start filling up quickly. And it names off some of these big names that you've heard about for cruises and how their occupancy is over a hundred percent on average. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's causing well problems because everything's crowded. Someone uh, talked about how they, every time you go out of your room, it's like you're standing in line at a theme park someplace. Oh no, that's awful. And you throw that in with all of the other 
headlines you hear from cruises about people getting sick and things yeah. going wrong, and you're crammed in there with more people than you ought to be, and probably a lot more people than you want to be. Yeah. So, and so what? no cruises. Well, uh, well, there, it's the cruises fault if they're overbooking. If they're, you know, if they're overbooking. Oh, sure, but it, you know, but like they, if they want to make their money back, I get it. But like, you're gonna, you're not gonna make your money back if you're having passengers who have a bad time because of you've overbooked, and then they're not gonna come back yeah. or tell their friends to go. <laughs> there you go. Allow well, backfiring. So, so try one crazy. of those luxury hotels that, and, and all those tips that you were talking about just a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. I will say this. I fortunately got to go on a cruise one time I, I was 20 and my mom worked uh, for FedEx and they had a they always had different you know perks like that where people where a group would go if you wanted to you know and my stepdad couldn't go so she got to take my brother and me and it was great and now this was in <laughs> this was oh, let's see well I was 20 so it was a long okay. time ago but it was it was great it wasn't overbooked we had a blast um, of course, the places you stop and visit, you want to stay longer. That's my problem with a cruise. I want to just go to this destination and stay there. I don't want to have to get back on the boat in two hours and go somewhere else. You know what I mean? I understand because you're landing, good, at, you're landing to the touristy areas instead of yeah, yeah, yeah. what you want to see. It was a good uh, experience, you know, standing there and letting, letting um, stingrays swim around you. It was really cool. Oh, that sounds, really cool. That does sound oh, yeah. like fun, yeah. It was really cool. Um, and but I'm glad I did it once. But I just yeah, I want to go to a destination and stay. That's just me. Yeah. But, you know, so, to each his own. Exactly. So let us know what you're going to do for your vacation. If you're going to have one, are you going to try the cruise? We're going to want to know. Or are you going luxury? Or are you going budget? Uh, either way, eight seven eight nine four two zero. We'll go over some of these things later. Don't forget that's also the text line to get a hold of lawyer Bill and send him some questions for legal matters that you might need answered. That's coming up on Thursday. But go ahead, yes. go ahead get the questions in now at 878-9420. Text them on in because the, the voice system doesn't work because it's just a text line. That's why we call it that. So there we That's go. Right. We have <laughs> we have talked a bunch and we're going to hand it over uh, well, back to Drake actually because we're about to go into his uh, Between the Grooves with a bunch of live rock and roll. So that's on the way and tomorrow Drake will be back with us and we'll just carry on then. So anything else last minute, Sid? Well, yeah, if, and if you're wondering about when the podcasts are, like when his Between the Grooves airs or, or your Geeks Creating Geekdom podcast, it's on the website, drakehallmemphis.com. His are right, his are at, at eight uh, every yeah, morning. I mean, right yeah, now his, his are just, well, you can find the times of his. You can't go back and play it for yourself whenever exactly. you want. You you've got to listen to the app or the site. Right, can't be downloaded because it's got music in it. But it's great. And this one, if you've missed it, it's yeah it's great live music just some that he has chosen and picked there's so much to choose from from which to choose but um his are every week uh, or every weekday at at 8 a.m and then at t- tell it's, me what's it um well our re- we replay this because it is in such high demand at uh, four in the afternoon and it follows that monday through thursday but on Fridays, it's a bit different because my Geeks Grading Geekdom comes up at 6, and then the Between the Grooves is after that at 8, at 7, rather. Yeah, p.m. Right. P.m. In on the, Fridays. P.m. Um, in the so evening. Yeah, so, yeah, so you can, you can find the uh, p.m. in the evening, yeah. So you can find all the, all, you can find the, the list of times at drakehallmemphis.com, and have a great Tuesday. Yes, this is Drake Digital. Okay.